and ghosts. Welcome to another episode of the Guts and Gore Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Cole McAllister, joined by my co-host, uh, Molly, ringing in the new year um, with uh, with another film, another horror film. Uh, and, you know, I kind of feel bad because I think, like, you know, Christmas of last year, we really wanted to end on a lot of Christmas notes, a Chris, you know, Christmas-themed horror movies, but things got busy. Um, we kind of missed, like, the last horror movie, I guess not horror movie, but the last movie we did was not really a horror movie. So it feels good to be back, to be doing this, all that shit. Molly, how the fuck are you doing today? It's peachy. Peachy. <laughs> peachy. What, what, what do I need to do? How else should I start? For, for 2024, going into the new year, how should I start these episodes, Molly? What is your critique? Right now, go. I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me how I'm doing. Is, is there another type of question I can ask? How's your dog doing? How's Bam- should I ask Bambi how she's doing every <laughs> every episode? <laughs> Good old Bambi. That's, that's her answer. How, that's how she feels. She's like, another one. Another one. Episode number 12. Um... Hell yeah. Uh, and the movie that we decided to do today, to start the new year, um, it was something that you had suggested to me, but um, had been on my radar for um, quite a while. Um, at least a few years, I think. I, You know, I have a letterbox account, probably like half the people who listen to this podcast. And, uh, you know, it came up there and I always wanted to watch it. And uh, here we are, guys. The movie we're going to review today, Possum from 2018. This story follows Philip, a disgraced puppeteer who returns to his bleak childhood home with a sinister puppet named Possum. Haunted by traumatic memories, Philip confronts his dark past, but Possum's eerie presence intensifies his psychological unraveling. As the line between reality and nightmare blurs, the film explores themes of guilt, trauma, and the disturbing power of suppressed memories. With a haunting atmosphere and minimalist style, Possum delivers a chilling exploration of the human psyche and the horrors that lurk within the mind. I almost did that 100% without misperiences. You were so close. (laughs) So fucking close. I was like, because I was like reading through kind of like before we started, like kind of like, you know, maybe I can actually at the beginning of the new new year's goals. Yeah. Talk a little better. And, but I, I, I didn't even practice this and I fucking almost got it except for one God damn word what word was it um what was it? i don't even know i don't even know we'll, okay. we'll, we'll replay Re- rewind replay well no i'm kidding um written and directed by matthew holness produced by wayne mark godfrey james harris robert jones and mark lane starring sean harris and alan armstrong uh cinematography by kip frazier Edited by Tommy Bolding. Music by the BBC Radiophonic Workshop, which I thought was interesting. Um, Production companies, um, BFI Film and Dark Sky Films, distributed by Dark Sky Films, uh, made on a budget of £850,000, which translates to $939,717.50 approximately in US dollars. Um, 50 cents is important. (laughs) Very important. You couldn't have just rounded that number out. That that was a couple, uh, you know, that was a couple of gumballs that they gave at the end. They were like, "Hey, here's a couple gumballs for the employees." <laughs> that was what that fifty cents was, Molly. Mm. Come on, roll with me. 
<laughs> um, but the gross of this film was uh, a surprisingly small uh, $33,271. Um, however, it, it was, you know, this movie was made in 2018. Um, it seems like it's kind of one of those things where they just probably sold it to Netflix and are probably getting some kind of revenue. You don't think so? Uh, you really think it just flopped I mean, they that didn't, bad? They didn't sell it to Netflix. But it's on like everything for free, so they probably sold it at some point, right? And we probably just can't find that amount. Well, it's on the unless it was just a complete. I mean, it could be a flop for sure. But like you know, the people who made like the person who made this Matthew. I'm Olmos, just I'm just saying it's not on Netflix. And it never has been. Okay, I generalize Netflix. I just meant like, um, just like video in general. Um, it could have been because I feel like it was on Prime. That's right. For a it was while. Prime. Okay, sorry guys, we're back. Uh, you know, beginning of the year, uh, I just I, I could not handle having that buzz in the background, so we changed the cables. Uh, Molly, first time watching this because for me, um, when we watched this to review, this is the first time I saw this film. So uh, get into it. What was the first time you watched this movie? Uh, it was in my parents' basement, probably like <laughs> two thousand. Well, it was two thousand nineteen, two thousand twenty. Okay. I was after. So was that I moved back home. That critical point. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I was either I was either Is that me? It probably is. Sorry, continue. I was either cross stitching <laughs> or doing that diamond art stuff. So I don't think I was fully paying attention. Yeah. Because I feel like it just went over my head the first time and I was like disappointed by it. Mm. But but this, but I mean, not to get, not to spoil it. And I again, guess, I did build a bookshelf during it too. <laughs> this time, <laughs> I just can't. I just can't. But I paid more attention this time, and it made more sense. Good, good. Yeah, I, I do feel like this is one of those films that you really need to be kind of tuned into from point A to point B, or else it's going to kind of seem like that. Yeah. You know, it's not as it's, there's a lot of subtle, subtleties. Yes. Yes, there's a lot of stuff like that. Um. Yeah, yeah, like I said, I had never seen this. So, um, so yeah, so some of the fun facts and behind the scenes from this film, Molly's favorite part of the podcast. Um, yeah, I, I, you'll actually find this interesting, though. Uh, Possum is an adaptation of Holdness's published short story, The Same Name, and partially inspired by the theories of The Uncanny by Sigmund Freud. Um, when it was originally published in The New Uncanny Tales of Unease, the publishers had all the authors read this theory and then told them to choose a fear that intrigued them and then write it in a modern language. Do you, do you know anything about that? Um, no. You know, about Theories of Uncanny by Freud? I didn't get into Freud a lot. Oh, that's right. You weren't a huge, you weren't a huge Freud I mean, fan. Some of it makes sense. Some of it just seems a little much. <laughs> Like he might, I don't like know. he might just like his mom a little sometimes bit too much. I, sometimes <laughs> I feel like Freud had some like accurate things that people are like, "Oh my god, that makes sense," and then he was like, "Watch what else I can do," and then he just went off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But kind of like a modern day Coleman. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like a typical male. <laughs> <laughs> We're going there. Huh? <laughs> Um, after the book's publication, he had forgotten about the story until he began developing a horror film, wanting it to be a, quote, modern silent film, drawing inspiration from silent films in the 20s and 30s. He also based the look off public information films from his youth, which, um, you know, stuff like drugs or all that, like that, that just sense. were made to look creepy, you know. Um, 
The inspiration for the puppet came from Holness's own fear of spiders, abandoning the original shorts design, which was originally made of roadkill and dead animals, akin to Frankenstein's monster. So in the short story. There are possums. Yeah, I would guess so, yeah. Um, principal photography began on November 28th, 2016, with shooting locations occurring mostly in Norfolk, as well as Great, excuse me, Great Yarmouth and Suffolk. Wow, so interesting. What a fact. <laughs> hey, I thought it was... I thought it was the, like... What? Uh, what do you think was cool? That they, they started photography two years before the movie? No, well, with that the they, shooting location... They had beautiful shooting locations. Oh, okay. I, Excuse wow. Me. Excuse me, that Kiwi. Um, no, I, I was like really curious to see where this was actually filmed in. I, I, I am glad. And you know what, Molly? At least 40% of well, the audience is glad, glad too. too. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> I was making fun of you because you stuttered. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a stutter joke, but then I remember what kind of podcast this was, so I wasn't going to do that. Uh, the film was shot on a Kodak 30, 35 millimeter film, which I was wondering while watching this. I'm like, this has to have been shot in film. It has to be a Kodak 35 millimeter. I, knew I didn't it. know it was a Kodak. knew it from watching it. I didn't it. know it was a Kodak. I knew it was filmed, though. And I would guess 35 wow, millimeter. Wow, a movie was filmed on film? I'm done with you. <laughs> I'm fine. Anybody want to co-host this podcast? Does anybody else want to take up, step up to the plate? Feel free. <laughs> Open audition. I'm kidding. Uh, no, but I'm like not. I, I no, I I literally made that note down while we were watching this. I was like, I feel like this is this was actually, f- and you know, for modern day, for someone to actually still like go through the process of ma- like, you know, filming something on film, you know, taking into account how much you're using, going through the whole process of the printing press and storing the like, there there's something authentic to that that I have a lot of respect for. Um, for people doing that in a modern setting when it's so easy you know like what we're doing with the iphone you know and you don't care but i don't (laughs) (laughs) i can't tell the difference it's the little dots if you look really carefully like the grainy texture yeah so it's like but like but you can just do that but that's yeah that's the thing right is like nowadays it's so like you can still kind of tell like if you if you watch enough of it, you can tell what's an overlay and what's like originally shot in film. But it's getting really good. Like fuck, I've done it before. Okay, uh, Sean Harris, uh, the main actor who played Philip, uh, he would remain in character throughout the entirety of shooting, to the point where the director felt he was working with Philip rather than Harris. Armstrong and Harris, the two only actors in the film, um, also only interacted with the each- two only actors in the film. Well, besides the kid, well, there's a oh, couple they- people in the film. Oh, there but- were there were the kids in the beginning too. Yeah, and there's like the lady he talked to, and then there was the guy he t- that asked what That's he was right. doing, and then That's there were the right. police. Okay, sorry, and I there forgot. Was a about news lady. I forgot about that. The two main characters. Um, Armstrong and Harris, they only interacted with each other while filming scenes together um, to create and maintain that genuine feeling of separation and tension. So I thought that was really interesting. Uh, like, really dedicating it. Like, anytime I see anyone dedicating it, like, the whole time. I mean, shoot, that would be me as an actor, though. <laughs> I wouldn't talk to anybody. That doesn't sound difficult. I don't think that would be because of your character, though. I don't think No, it wouldn't. <laughs> Don't get if you have Molly be an actor. Don't give her the role of an extrovert, or she will be <laughs> living a nightmare. <laughs> She's like, I have to talk to everybody all the time. It's awful. 
gonna go hide in my trailer and read my books. Uh, Molly, uh, what was the death toll for this film? One. One. Um, and that was the, I guess, to spoil the end. Um, at the very end of the film, he kills his, uh, who he says, who says he's uncle his Morris. uncle. I gotta remember. I forgot to put that note box. Remember the end. Uh, his uncle Morris, he kills him at the very end of the film. Um, so pretty, uh, pretty low death count. This definitely was not a, like, you know. It's not really a horror movie, to be honest. Uh, I mean, it technically it's a psychological is. Psychological thriller. It counts. It counts. It's a horror. It's what? horror. <laughs> I'm the one who picked it. So. <laughs> this is true. This is, was your pick. And we didn't go with the other movie because we're like, it's a war movie. It's not horror. Yeah. That- <laughs> we chose this one. <laughs> Which wasn't really horror. I feel like this is probably more of a horror movie than that one is. Maybe. We haven't seen that one, so I guess we don't know. Uh, okay, guys. The, the, the moment you all been waiting for. The good... The bad and the gory. The gory. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to do it. I just. <laughs> okay. Uh, starting off with the good. Um, uh, I really thought this film had a good start to it. I thought the opening sequence where he's just he's immediately just in the forest with the bag. It's that same shot that we see throughout the like, and then it goes right into the credits. The credits are very stylistic. Like you can tell from the first five minutes, like three to five minutes of this movie, that um, the director knows what he's doing. He has the vision and the style set from the get go. Um, it's really cool to see. Um, like I said, it's very stylistic. Um, I thought I felt the movie to be very like. Um, Tarkovsky and Cronenberg inspired again something that you really care about mm-hmm. um, but I like the shots especially like reminded me of Stalker um, from 1977 oh, yes. uh, <laughs> which is a dystopian Russian film I highly of recommend course. everybody check out um, and also David Kroberg I, I, I felt a lot of that same kind of like not necessarily campiness but kind of like that ridiculousness of like Kind of in your face and jumping around, like kind of, kind of just that Cronenberg style. <laughs> Please don't do that. Sorry. <laughs> like, um, I thought the suspense was uh, very well paced throughout the whole film. Um, I thought like the whole everything with like the intertwining of like how we weren't able to tell what was real and not, like how he intertwined like his intertwined his nightmares and what he was imagining with what was happening in real life. Um, kind of that uneasiness uh, um, of, you know, that not knowing what's real or not. Like, I, I just thought that was really well done throughout the whole film. And there were even times during the movie that, like, I was kind of like, I don't know if I even like this. I feel like it's kind of maybe a little too much. But at the end, it kind of wraps up and you kind of like, okay. I don't know. At the end, it kind of all seems to make sense, I guess. Yeah. But, um. I thought that, like I said before, beautiful shooting um, locations, both interior and exterior. Um. I thought like the the house that they filmed in was very, it, it had that like train spotting feel, right? It had a very like '90s rundown Britain um, type of vibe to it um, in terms of the architecture. And I really like that. Um, I thought the part where the fox is walking behind him is really creepy because he said in the story how the story there, he told a story where. Um, these kids were beating him up and they had dead or like or the, no they were beating up a dead fox. And like, or, you and, don't know what the story was. They no. started kicking. They this fox 
looked like it was sick. And so they started kicking it and then they thought it was dead and he, they shoved his head into it because it had like a rotten stomach. Yeah. And then the fox turned and looked at him because it wasn't dead. Yeah. It was playing possum. Mm-hmm. Wow. How am I just... <laughs> wow. I'm an idiot. Yeah. I, I, I just made that connection in my brain. <clears throat> yeah. I'm, I'm, wow. Why... Should I just should we just quit the podcast? Now? Apparently, should we, should we just pull the plug in this fucking Apparently thing I'm right the now? Expert and you're the layman. Yeah, you should have gone to school for film. I should have. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought that whole shot that that because later after he tells that story, he's walking by, he sees the fox's corpse, and he keeps walking, turns around, and the fox is like just staring at him. I thought that was very creepy. Um. And also, just like uh, the the scene where the, my final good point, uh, the scene with the black rain, I thought that was really cool. How they did that. I'm guessing they just took like black acrylic paint or watercolor paint, watered it down, just yeah, had that rain effect. But like, it looked very authentic. That or green paint. Or green paint. Uh, Molly, what what did you like about this film? I liked the puppet a lot. Yes. It's a very good design. Very creepy. Very creepy. I liked how they tied it into his uncle at the end. Wait, how did they tie it into his uncle? You didn't get that part either? I didn't know. Did you see his fingers? He has really long fingers. Oh! Yeah. No, I did pick up on that part. I guess I did. I, I, I... I like how they like. I did well, pick up on that. So I didn't correlate it just then. But. His uncle is the monster. His uncle yeah. is the possum. Yeah, sure. Puppet. Sure. Basically. Because his uncle abused him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got that. Um, I thought that they tied that in really well. I liked how they... It wasn't clear exactly uh, who was the good guy and the bad guy till the very end. Yes. Yes. I like that, too. And how, like, it was, like, it, the repetition of scenes, like, with, like, where he put the bag, mm-hmm. which... I read online that it's supposed to be like his baggage following him wherever he goes. <laughs> oh. <just> stupid. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> A little heavy handed. Apparently, also, apparently, the balloons are supposed to represent um, his parents burning. Oh. Their, their heads being burned beyond recognition. I don't even remember. Okay. That, that was I, we'll talk about that later but yeah i agree with that um but i like how they i like how they tied in almost like a fairy tale reading like because he was he wrote like the possum book yeah and i liked how that kept tying in um what else did i just like the vibes but yeah like like i was saying with the like the changing scenery like it was like very much like oh well he threw the like puppet into the the sewery whatever you call the cistern or whatever Mm -hmm. and then it's like did he throw the puppet in or did he throw the kid's body in yes i like that part a lot and there's like questioning whether like he was actually doing it or whether or not he was thinking he was doing it, but it was like maybe he was actually doing something bad because in the beginning it said 
that he couldn't like he got fired or like couldn't be a puppet person anymore something happened with his career so like yeah. it hints that maybe he was a pedophile or maybe he was doing something like that but yeah 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 they definitely uh kept that tension throughout the whole yeah. thing where you did you did not know it's this guy the one who's kidnapping this kid because the, there's that whole beginning sequence right where he follows him he doesn't follow him does right he? Isn't and the, I mean, they're, on, on, the, they're on the bus. They're, they're on the train together. They're going to the same place, that small town. Okay. And they get off together. So maybe not necessarily following him, but yeah. they, they at least he was at least there. He was looking at right. him. He recognized him. Right. And I also just like the way he ran in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't move his arms. It was funny. <laughs> well, he was in character. I definitely so. used to run like that as a kid. <laughs> My soccer coach told me I had to move my arms when I ran. And I said, why? Well, you would have been a state in character then if you had been on the set of this I movie. I would have just been myself. You would just, yeah. <laughs> I think that's it, though. Um, all right, Molly, the bad. Uh, usually start this section off. What did you have for what um, you didn't like about this? I guess it was just sometimes a little bit confusing. Yes, I agree. Because as good as it, it, like, the vagueness was, it also made it really confusing at times. And like I said the first time, like, I just didn't pay enough attention. So I had no idea what was going on. I didn't get any of the things that I got this time. So I feel like you have to, like, actually, like really pay attention. Mm-hmm. And, like, I get, it makes sense saying, like, the whole, like, wanting to make it, like, a modern silent film. But. That just makes it harder to pay attention for me. But. Well, you're not a film student, so. I didn't like that there was no gore. I also kind of didn't like the fact that the kid wasn't dead. That's fucked up. But I think. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like his uncle should like. like I I, I appreciate. I don't know. I kind of like that. It was kind of. It was a nice. Um. But like it's nice counter to the whole story. I guess I didn't fully understand if someone had died before, or if just the same thing had happened. And it's so because oh yeah, they was, didn't really make that. He clear. was saying that the same thing had happened before, mm-hmm. and like the kid. So I think that kid also got away, but like he had because he had said something about a bag on his head, and like he couldn't see who it was. So, but it was Uncle Morris, but. I like. I guess another thing I liked is they didn't make it clear who Morris was in relation to Philip until the end. Mm. Like it, it was like first you think he's his dad, and then just like and a then guy. It's like it's like this isn't quite right because then he says something. There's some point in the movie where he says something about, "Well, it's my house," and Philip's like, "No, it's not. It's mine." Because it's his house. It was his parents' house. Mm. And his uncle just took over. <laughs> and he ran away. But, so yeah, I don't know. It just kind of made it confusing. Um, yeah, they could have strung it together a, like, just like a tiny bit more, yeah. I feel like. It was kind of sad that the puppet wasn't like really alive. <laughs> <laughs> that, like it never like, like it never actually like full formed like became alive yeah like it i feel kind of well, did a little it, well, bit well it did but i don't think that was real 
I no, it was just yeah. his imagination, no, his imagination. perceived. So, I so, to, so okay. I so let me it. let me get this straight. You wanted in real life for the puppet to become animated and walk around and start doing stuff. Yeah. I wanted the puppet to be the bad guys, guy. Guys, we're looking for a new co-host. If anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted this to be like a demon or something. But. Okay. <laughs> Agree what to disagree did you on that think one. Was bad? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to roast you too bad. Uh, I thought some of the some of the imagery and surrealism seemed a little bit aimless and misplaced. Um, specifically, the like, the like what you said, like with the balloons. I didn't even fully understand what that whole thing meant until well, like I, maybe the very end. Yeah, I had. I thought, think you had to explain it to me. Well, I explained it differently. Maybe I was wrong, but like in his story, he writes, which it seems to be loosely based on you know real life yeah. events, mm-hmm. because it talks about like how possum came to be after the fire and. Um, I said something about a party and balloons, so I assumed like it was like his birthday or like he was having a party when his parents like caught fire and died or whatever. But Reddit didn't say anything about that. (laughs) (laughs) Reddit just said it was supposed to represent like their heads being burned beyond recognition, which made no sense either because it was just balloons and smoke. Yeah, well, it, it was just kind of a leap, like it, like what? But because it was mentioned. Briefly yeah. in the short story, they're going to make it like a big image, like a big like a symbol, and throughout the whole movie, it just seemed yeah. kind of weird. I like I liked it as like a like a breakup piece. Yeah, sure. And I liked the imagery. It was just kind of I didn't get it. But go ahead. Yeah, no, like with the with the like with the black smoke around it and everything. Mm-hmm. I really did like the. It was creepy looking. I liked it. Yeah, it was very well done. But I didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I thought like this is really minor, but like there were some shots that just like weren't lit well, like and like, like not like intentionally. Like you could just tell like they just didn't do it right. Like I don't know, they it, it was like it was not very many. It was like one, or, but like I just remember you're watching the whole movie. It all looks really, really fucking good, and then there's like one shot that like the lighting is just off. I don't know. There's like one or two shots like that. Hmm. Really minor detail. Um. I thought like some of the jumps in the plot, like kind of like what you said, they were a little too ambiguous. They were confusing. Um, <clears throat> like confusing is good. It's okay to an extent. Like if, if it all makes sense at the end and it kind of does in a way, but like it, it just, it seems a little too out there. Just like a, just like a hair. They could have just reeled this whole thing back just a little bit. It would have been a little more concrete. It would have been. A little better of a story. I don't know. I do like vague, but I, I guess it just depends on the movie. I just feel like with this one, they could have reeled it back. Um, and uh, one more thing, I think they could have used a hair more background on the characters. Um, you know, I think, I guess with the end, they kind of, you know, revealed a lot of that. And, you know, you could justify that. But it would have been nice to get a little bit more of a something in the beginning, don't you think? Or did, did you like the vagueness of it? I kind of liked the vagueness okay. of it. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. It it, kind of gives you space to make your own assumptions. Sure. Or like create your own background stories for them, which I did. That's fair. (laughs) So. Yeah. Well, you are the the, the bookie. The book reading type likes to do that, huh? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, that's all I have for the bad, though. It was, it was a really good movie overall. Uh, what overall. you have for the gory? Nothing! This is the second movie in a row we've done where there's been a zero for the gore. I'm doing a reveal yeah. right now. There's a zero for the gore score. There's, um, absolutely mean, nothing, yeah. which was disappointing. I mean, there's a lot of, like, very creepy and, like, visually unsettling scenes with the puppet. Yeah. Like, they did a really good job of making him creepy and, like, making, like, there's a point where he's, like, crying. He, like, looks in the mirror and, like, it's, like, the puppet face on his mm-hmm. body. Yeah. Which makes you think, like, oh, he is the murderer, but. Yeah, exactly. Not the murderer, but the kidnapper. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so a zero for the gore score. Um, a couple of things, uh, just actually really two, only two other thoughts that I had um, about this film before we wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Um I, I do you think that it's possible and maybe you allude to this already i wasn't quite sure um do you think it's possible that maybe uh philip is not actually his nephew and is rather a, a, another victim no okay i mean i could see maybe it being like maybe it's not his real uncle but like he grew up like his it was his house like philip's house philip's parents died oh that's true sure. and like he was a part of Philip's life. And I think it kind of was supposed to hint. So I don't know. Because he was like messing around with the puppet. Like he made puppets maybe. But like Philip's dad made puppets. So like maybe like it's hinting like they were brothers. Like on the, his dad's side. Hmm. Like Phil, like his Uncle Morris and Philip's dad were brothers. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I don't think he's another. I mean, he's a victim. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's a familial relationship still. Okay, and I, I guess here's another question I have about: Do you think he had any part in helping his uncle kidnap the kid, or no? You think he's innocent? Uh, we don't really know, but like we're kind of just guessing. I don't think he did. I don't think the only thing that he did was when it was when he was younger and it happened. He kept he knew it and kept quiet. Okay. So and then his brain blocked it out. I think. I see. But yeah, I don't think he did anything to help him. Hmm. Okay. Uh and then <laughs> this is really stupid. Uh Philip is basically me if if this whole podcasting thing fails that that Philip that's going to be me in 20 years just aimlessly wandering around trying to burn your podcast pup. but it's not working. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I have my microphones I throw them in a barrel. I burn them. I wake up in the morning throw all my bed. I'm like, "No!" <laughs> I can't get this monkey off my back. Monkey? What? You can't get this monkey off your back? It's it's an expression, Molly. I know, but you said a monkey. Get I said a monkey, not what? Well, you like you slurred it, so it was like a monkey. Oh, I, I can't get this monkey off my back. <laughs> Guys, okay, start drinking again. That's the. That's all. <laughs> um, okay. Did you have any other thoughts before we give our final rating or review on this? No. Or? Okay. I don't think so. Awesome. Just because well, it wasn't gore doesn't mean it wasn't spooky. No. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 you know. Um, I think, and we've kind of talked about this before, maybe a little bit, but like, I think there's actually times where you can have a very scary film that has no gore. Yeah. Like um Poltergeist is a very good example. I mean it's a fucking no. you don't like that movie. That's okay, it's just not spooky. <laughs> I thought I mean for PG it's pretty in the for Spielberg it's pretty fucking spooky. 
Although there's a lot of debate whether it's actually a Spielberg movie or not. It's not. Um, I know it's not. Yeah. Uh, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of sitting here thinking, like, I'm, I'm kind of impressed. But, like, <laughs> no. no. I don't even know. I saw it one time. <laughs> I only saw it one time, too. But I remember it being creepy. Um, okay. So... I think our gore scores both both a zero for that. I think we yeah. can safely. Uh, what was your final rating for this film, Molly? Mm, I'd probably give it like a seven. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, we were very close. I gave it a seven point three out of ten. A seven point three. What was the point three? I don't. <laughs> Do I need to start? Do I need See, to start having a formula? Do I need to start plugging I, things in? I want explanations for the point three. For why? Yeah. Why do I have to have that? Why can't it just feel like a seven point three? Why can't I just? Why can't I just have a hundred point grading? So what? Film is arbitrary. Art, art is arbitrary. It's all subjective. It's all bullshit. Okay. What we're doing right here? It's so all you bullshit. Admit that your ratings are bullshit. <laughs> yes. It's all bullshit. No, I'm kidding. No, nope, it's a seven point, it's a seven point three. <laughs> Your rating system is full of shit, just like you. Wow. I appreciate you yelling at me. Wow. I wasn't yelling at you. I was yelling to the void. Was I was yelling into the void. You was yelling at me. Guys, put in the, the description what you think, if or the comments. <laughs> Who was yelling at me? Who was yelling? <laughs> That's what we really want to know about <laughs> well, this episode. It's just, if it's just who was yelling, it was skip the entire you. thing. Just skip to the end and just determine whether we were yelling. At What's each other. your favorite color? <laughs> Put it in the comments. <laughs> um, How's your day going? Why don't you ask the audience? Why don't you ever ask the audience how they're doing? Because they can't respond. <laughs> they can. It's just a delayed response. Uh, this is true. Should we do live episodes where we just ask, no. ask people <laughs> what their favorite colors are and how their day is going? <laughs> That's what I do for a job. <laughs> anyway. Um, but 7.3. That's my final That's score. I just I think of things on that type of I think of things like that. Okay, I mm. can't I can't just separate them in ten. I have to separate them in hundred. What would have been seven point four? What did you need for it to be a seven point four? Um, if it had if the plot if like I talked about with like the um mm-hmm. ambiguity if that had been kind of wrapped in reeled in a little more I could have seen myself giving this more of like a seven point eight maybe even like okay, a low see, eight you know that's, so you can't even think in tenths you just thought in another well there are degrees though so if it was like a degree more of that i would have given another point another point one but like if you were to just wrap it like kind of just give it a nice like overall like listen listen in listen to me listen to me here i asked you what would give it a 7.4 and you said if it had more plot tied together i would give it a 7.8 so you rated it half a star up more half a point up more <laughs> 0.5 more just from that little detail i asked 0.1 okay, and right. you could not give that to me you're right you're right so really it should be in 0.5s at the most it's literally just that you want to be edgy and use different numbers maybe 
Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> it's not maybe. This you just confirmed it. Uh. <laughs> so basically, a seven point three to you is a seven. <laughs> Guys, we're looking for a new co-host. <laughs> By all means, replace me. I'm kidding. I love you. The audience loves you. I don't and, think uh, so. <laughs> to either. Bambi, what do you think? <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> she breathes. She's like, I got nothing. <laughs> Her little tongue sticking out. She's like, I got nothing left. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Cut Score Podcast. Um, we'll have a new one next week. And until then, Molly, do you have anything else to say? With you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Peace.